mile from the Irrigation Association National Convention is a massive leak. Massive water leak. What say you water saver? Guessing it was about 20 gallons a minute based on my sound Where's it going? Sight, down the drain. Right through the storm drain over there on the other side. Of the Dang. Wall. If you are an irrigation professional, old or new, who designs, installs, or maintains high-end residential, commercial, or municipal properties, and you want to use technology to improve your business, to get a leg up on your competition, even if you're an old-school irrigator from the days of hydraulic systems, this show is for you. Welcome back to the Sprinkler Nerd Show. I'm your host, Andy Humphrey. Today is December 1st. 2023 Friday, the day after the ending of the National Irrigation Convention and Expo, or Expo and Convention, coming to you from the 19th floor of the Hilton Hotel overlooking the Convention Center. I'm recording this just before I get on my flight today, and then on the flight, I'll edit it up. So if you're hearing this, it probably launched sometime in the afternoon. And what I wanted to do today was give you a quick summary of not only the irrigation convention, but also a couple cool projects that I worked on this week. And before I do that, something interesting happened last night, and sometimes you find the most, um, sort of, uh, you find sparks of inspiration when you are least expecting it. So, quick story, last night before uh, Paul Bassett and I left the hotel to go up to the, what looks like a Space Needle, I'm not sure exactly what it's called, but there's an observatory that looks like the Seattle Space Needle right here by the convention center. And we went up there to the bar, I was waiting for Paul to grab something in the room, I was just, you know, killing time, looked at the, uh, looked at a couple uh, plaque or plaques or placards in the hallway at the Hilton, and it one of these really struck, uh, got my attention, and it was almost like it was I was reading something that I would write or I had written, and I wanted to read it for you because it inspired me, and it might inspire you as well. So what I'm going to read to you is called my philosophy. And again, that's why this is so strange, because it's almost as if this is also my philosophy, me, Andy, my philosophy, but it's called My Philosophy, written by Pat Zachary. He's the founder of HB Zachary Company. He built this Houghton, this Houghton, this Hilton Hotel, and uh, I'll read it for you now. I do not choose to be a common man. It is my right to be uncommon if I can. I seek opportunity, not security. I will refuse to be kept a citizen, to be humbled and dulled by having my state and nation look after me. I want to dream and to build, to fail and to succeed, never to be numbered among those weak and timid souls have, who have known neither victory nor defeat. 
I know that happiness can come only from the inside through hard, constructive work and sincere, positive thinking. I know that the so-called pleasures of the moment should not be confused with a state of happiness. I know that I can get a measure of inner satisfaction from any job if I intelligently plan and courageously execute it. I know that if I put forth every iota of strength that I possess, physical, mental, spiritual, toward the accomplishment of a worthwhile task, ere I fall exhausted by the wayside, the unseen hand will reach out and pull me through. Yes, I want to live dangerously, plan my procedures on the basis of calculated risks to resolve the problems of everyday living into a measure of inner peace. I know, if I know how to do all this, I know how to live. And if I know how to live, I will know how to die. So if you wanna hear that again, just roll back 30 seconds, but that is an amazing quote. I will probably put just that, just that quote or, or just that um, text block in the show notes. So instead of having an entire transcript for this episode, I think I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put that quote in the show notes. And again, HB Zachary Company, this was Pat Zachary and this hotel, which is called the Palacio del Rio, which is the Hilton, is known as um, a pioneer of futuristic construction systems. So this hotel at the time was built using futuristic construction systems. And obviously by listening to that quote, this man, Pat Zachary, uh, definitely probably exuded everything that you just heard. So let me give you the rundown for this week. Came down here on Tuesday and uh, with my friend Paul Bassett, he has a, a water meter project here in San Antonio at the Pearl. And they were switching out 70 something uh, water meters or, or not only switching, but adding meters to all the submetering pipes so that the client, the Pearl, knows where all their water's going. But there are a number of meters, large meters in meter pits that they did not replace because the cost of replacement is too expensive. And there really wasn't a way to capture the data from the main water meters. And so he and I came up with a plan to develop, um, actually not develop the sensor, but develop the uh, custom algorithm to get the water meter data off the meter using something called vision AI technology. And what that means is we put a device over the water meter and the device has tiny ML edge AI enabled, which is an image, a smart image sensor. And it takes a picture of the digits in the dial, takes a picture of it. And then the, uh, the edge AI is right on the device. So it, it, we can train it to understand what is on the image and send us the data. So instead of sending an entire image to us to read, it will only send the data. And what that means is we had to build a mount put the little sensor camera over the meter and then let it start recording, or when I say recording, taking images of the meter so that it, we could train it to learn what a five looked like, what the six o'clock position on the dial looked like, et cetera, so that when we deploy it, it just simply takes a picture on an interval and then it sends us the data. And we brought our friend Travis 
out of Houston. He's a uh, he's definitely a can't call him a sprinkler nerd, but he is a tech nerd. So he knows how to program all this, develop the algorithms. So we we um, we hired him to come up from Houston to help us develop this, and that's what we did Tuesday afternoon. Uh, special shout out to Andrew and William from AW Irrigation Service that were super interested in this and came by the site to check out what we were doing. And I also gave them a, a demo sensor, a uh, new demo wireless sensor that we're working on. So appreciate seeing you guys. Thanks for coming out. And uh, the day after that, Paul and I had to go back to the site. We basically spent the entire day and a half at the Pearl working on this Vision AI sensor technology. And as soon as it's done, then I can share more, more about it. It's a little bit more difficult in a meter pit because it's dark. And so we also have to plan to install some low, low energy or low power LED illumination so that the camera can actually see the meter head. But if this were indoors, we could deploy this relatively cost uh, affordably on any meter to read the data remotely without having to have any wires coming out of it, clamp on sensor, et cetera. It'll just take a picture of the meter head, turn it into the values and send the values up to our cloud platform. On the first night before the show started, OpConnect was gracious enough to host a welcome party. It was super fun, a lot of people came out and that was the night that I also had the, let's say the soft launch for beta users of our new wireless soil moisture sensor project that I've been working on. And it was really nice to look over the shoulder of, of users as they created an account, as they claimed the device, so that I could see how they used it, where they got stuck, how we could improve the process, how we can make less clicks, how we could make it how we could streamline it and make it easier to create an account onboard sensors. That was really helpful to just look over the shoulder of users. And um, special shout out to Kyle Brose from Prestige Pop-Ups. And Kyle's also the current president of the Canadian Prairie Chapter of the Irrigation Association. And Shane Williams from Mount Royal University. They have a lot of interest in not only soil moisture sensor technology, but it just seems like a lot of interest in and new innovation, <laughs> new ways to, uh, to, tackle, um, to tackle things that, uh, that they haven't seen before. So appreciate you guys. Thank you for coming out and maybe look forward to coming up to your event this winter. Okay, on to the actual show. So we went, uh, went to the show yesterday, which is Thursday, all day, pretty much. I don't know that I saw all of the show and I can't report on every single booth, but what I wanted to do is provide an update of a, of a couple things that caught my attention, a couple takeaways. And I think after events like this, whether it's a learning conference that you go to or a trade show or an expo, sometimes it's nice to take notes right after the show so you can remember what was top of mind because six months later, it's tough to remember any of this. So not only is it my intent for this podcast to be informative for you, but it's also a great, a great way for me to kind of do a data dump of what's in my mind so that I can, you know, recall it in the future. So let's see, my first general impression is that there was more technology at the show than ever before. And there was more soil moisture sensors than ever before. And again, this is through my lens, so this may not be true. It may be that I'm uh, subconsciously 
either looking or seeing soil moisture sensors because of the project that I'm working on, or there just, in fact, were more soil moisture sensors there. Most of the soil moisture sensors that were there are wired and you wire it back to a data logger. Uh, most of them were for agriculture. However, there is one, let's, let's see, um, how do I describe, how do I want to describe this company? The company is Smart Rain, and I would describe them as a, hmm, an incumbent in the commercial central control cloud-based irrigation control um, category. And Smart Rain was, I guess, soft releasing. It's not ready yet, but they are manufacturing a wireless soil moisture sensor that is compatible with their platform. And what I like about what they're doing is they're putting a LoRa gateway inside the controller that they can that then can use backhaul up to the cloud through their controller from the LoRa gateway. Now they can access soil moisture sensors. And what's awesome about Smart Rain doing this is it validates soil moisture sensors. The more companies that start using soil moisture sensors, the more the technology gets validated, the more all of us can learn, and the more we can start using the right tools for the job. So thank you, Smart Rain, for releasing a wireless soil moisture sensor. A rising tide raises all ships. And that's how I feel. That's what I feel is coming for our industry. The, the, the age of sensors is beginning, and Smart Rain is starting to raise that tide by releasing theirs. And what I would expect to happen in the coming years is for another manufacturer, another manufacturer, another manufacturer to use soil moisture sensors so that it becomes the, it becomes the new standard for automated watering. And it's, it's very validating uh, for me because, of course, I've been educating and teaching people how to use soil moisture sensors for 20 years with the baseline system. And it's just, it's just validating to see it finally coming because we spent a long time having to sort of be patient while the industry moved in the direction of weather-based controls and ET. And it's been a, it is hard to be patient for the amount of time that we've had to be patient. And we, I think we will see um, the education level rise across all irrigation and water managers because right now we operate on a set of assumptions. And when I say a set of assumptions, you may have heard me say this before, that when we put a program on a controller, that is our, mo that is our best educated guesstimate for what that runtime start time, day of the week should be. But there, other than a soil moisture sensor, there are currently no tools to validate whether that best assumption was accurate. Was 33 minutes on Tuesday and Thursday correct? <laughs> was 30 minutes the right amount of runtime? Soil moisture, by adding a soil moisture sensor, it adds that level of validation so you can see the cause and effect of the watering. You can learn, you can make adjustments, and over time you become a better irrigator. So long-winded way of saying I'm very happy to see the amount of soil moisture sensors in the market. Very happy to see a, another beyond and besides baseline, another company beginning to use soil moisture sensors in their platform. Okay, so let's, let me give a quick rundown of a couple of things that caught my attention in the new product contest. And I, do, I don't know who won the new product contest, and I guess I don't 
I don't really, don't take this the wrong way, it's not that I don't really care, but I'm more interested to see the products that are there. Who, who, the, the product and the technology that wins isn't very meaningful to me. I, I, I kind of just like to see the things that are, um, are listed in the new product area. So first I'll start with my friends, my good friends at Baseline, very happy to see the substation RV and the substation CP in the new product contest area. And for those not familiar with the Baseline control platform, there is a main controller, which is called the 3200. And then from the controller, you can communicate wirelessly to a, um, another device called a substation, which is a two wire extension, if you will, through the cloud. You can fully operate an entire system uh, wirelessly through the cloud. And Baseline has released the RV version, which is remote valve. So if you have one valve in a median, you can put the substation RV there, wirelessly link it back to the controller. And the same is true for the CP, which stands for control point. So if you have a remote flow sensor or a remote master valve, and that could be from a city supply, or perhaps there's a pump station on the, on the other side of the development and you don't have any wires, you can add the substation CP wirelessly to that pump station and integrate it with the control platform. And there are no limits because the data is flowing through the cloud via cellular in real time. And I, will, I do wanna point out that with the baseline system, these substations and these wireless components operate in real time. And that's important because as we see new wireless devices come into the market, Real time is actually quite difficult because it needs to be connected 24 seven and that uses quite a bit of power. So as we start looking at low power, long range devices like LoRa, those devices typically do not operate in real time unless they're listed on class C, continuous connection, but then it uses a lot of power and generally you would need to plug it in. So if you were, look, if you were, if you were trying to use a long range, low power, low battery solution, you generally don't get real time data, which can often be fine for valves. But when you're looking at uh, flow information and if you wanna run zones concurrently and you wanna manage a hydraulic infrastructure, then you need to have real time data. And so it's great to see baseline with real time data wireless solutions to manage flow and valves. All right, next up, uh, there was a very simple product by NDS. It's called the SureFit Universal Lid. And although this is not a piece of technology, what I like about it is we, we at Sprinkler Supply Store have a lot of questions come in from, uh, let's say, from, not from contractors, but from end users, commercial or residential, where the valve box lid is either broken or all of a sudden the valve box lid is gone. They need a replacement valve box lid, but they often don't know what kind of valve box they have. And as you guys know, the valve box lids are, are particular to the box and it can be very hard uh, to help somebody identify what type of valve box they have. So the NDS SureFit universal lid is a universal lid that can fit a wide range of valve boxes that are round. So it's, it's meant for those 10 inch econo boxes, I believe, uh, universal round lid. And that might be something worth just uh, keeping in your truck if you're a contractor so that you can 
have a replacement lid that fits lots of different boxes. Or if you're a distributor listening to this, you might keep some universal lids around so that if you receive the same question, you've got a quick uh, go-to solution and it does, shouldn't really matter what kind of box they have if you use the new NDS SureFit lid. Next up was, uh, and I don't know how new this is because I have seen it before, but it's the Hydro Rain PVC lock fittings which I'm going to use a competitive term, which is like a shark bite fitting, but it's for PVC so that it's a non-glue joint. You can quickly, um, you can quickly, you know, put pipe into T's, elbows, couplers, and even manifold pieces. You can quickly uh, bind a manifold together without using any glue. So take a look at the Hydrorain PVC lock fittings. Then I saw something really fascinating, actually, and it's from Toro, which I like because I, and if, you're, if you work at Tor and you're listening to this, don't take this the wrong way, but oftentimes it seems Tor doesn't always have the latest, most inspiring tech. But I love this, I love this product. It really caught my attention. I can't wait to learn more about it. Mostly it's in the agriculture space, but it's called the Toro Transpira or Transpira, Transpira. Let's go with Transpira, probably for transpiration. And what it is, is you drill a little hole in a tree and you stick this probe into the tree and then you strap the transmitter to the tree and it leverages direct plant sensing, I think is how they call it, direct plant sensing technology to measure the plant water consumption directly in the plant, directly in the tree. So instead of measuring the plant water consumption in the soil, or calculating it through the air using evapotranspiration, they put this probe in the tree and it can measure the plant water consumption. And I, th I think it's actually kind of just measuring that, you know, the, the water uptake in, in the tree and then they can send it up to a, to a dashboard. And I believe, if I remember correctly, uh, the gal said, oh, I don't think I have her card, uh, that it converts it to inches. So we're all used to watering with inches and I believe the Toro Transpira provides that in inches, just like inches of, of ET, so that you know what you need to reapply to replenish the, uh, the water that was consumed, but they're measuring it in the plant. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, let's see, then there was, uh, I think the last thing on my, on my new product contest list that caught my attention was the new Tempo. 521E, 521E. So the 521 locator has kind of become the, the default locator outside of the stuff that Armada has, but of course 521 predates Armada. So the 521 has kind of, is kind of used like Kleenex. It's almost like every locator, people call it sometimes the 521. The current model I think is called the 521A. This is their new, brand new locator. It's the 521E. I downloaded a clip, a soundbite off of their one minute YouTube ad that I will play for you in just a moment just to kind of change it up here on today's podcast and add some variation for you. The 521E Tempo says, can quickly and accurately locate buried wires, irrigation valve, faults and buried cable. 
and it can find nicks and it can locate solenoid valves. And then what I thought was really interesting is I don't believe the 521A does this. It can accurately determine the depth of the wire. They've got some new 45 degree angle indicator so they can actually determine the depth of the wire, which is pretty cool. So it seems like it has a couple more uh, feature sets built into the new locator. I can tell you that the form factor, the way the plastic's molding, it just has this new modern feel. The screen is color. You can see an indicator move. It, of course, it, can, it, it still puts out the sound. You can put headphones on. It operates like a locator that, that we're used to seeing. And I think I'll go ahead and play the sound bite for you right now. Say, is that a Tempo 521A? That is a phenomenal wire and valve locator. But you know what's even more phenomenal? Tempo's new and improved 521E wire and valve locator. The receiver now has a carbon fiber reinforced antenna, making it amazingly light, but strong enough to withstand the rigors of even your job. Wow. Oh, we're just getting started. Those wizards at Tempo took feedback from hundreds of irrigation techs like you, so they ruggedized that transmitter and made it removable. And now they both have LCD screens that can be read in direct sunlight. Oh, and the screen even has a 45 degree angle and low battery indicator, so you'll know exactly how much juice you have, and if you're pointing that thing in the right direction to triangulate wire depth, have I forgotten anything? Still find buried wires, valves, and faults? Yep. Any relearning required? Nope. Beautiful. I love it. Me too. All right. So that wraps up the new product, the things I saw at the new product contest. And I'll just repeat them for you again really quickly. We had the baseline wireless substation RV, wireless substation CP, NDS SureFit Universal Lid, HydroRain PVC lock fittings, the Toro Transpira, and then the Tempo 521 E. Those are my quick takeaways from the new product contest. And then just to wrap it up, I, I really was impressed this year with the what is now called the Hydropoint Brew Crew Party, which was coined by Baseline. I think we coined that about a decade ago now. Baseline Brew Crew Parties, where we would get a bunch of people together at the IA show and at the ASIC conferences and then bring in some other smaller uh, manufacturers so that together we could fund a you know really awesome event and I was not part of uh, this year's scheduling and and everything but Janine Jackson just really put together a fantastic party and the icing on the cake for me was they had somebody hand rolling uh, cigars with a custom brew crew uh, label so it was that was that was fantastic and we, we we did a riverboat cruise for about 45 minutes all up and down uh, the river walk here in San Diego and this may be my fifth time I'm sorry I said San Diego San Antonio this is probably my fifth time to San Antonio and although I've spent time on the river walk generally it's just sort of outside my hotel plus or minus you know a block or so this time on the riverboat I was able to see the entire San Antonio Riverwalk, and it blew my mind. I honestly, it sounds strange, but I can't wait to take my wife on a weekend, you know, quick weekend vacation down to San Antonio because I have a kind of a whole new perspective because the scale of the Riverwalk is, is a lot bigger than I thought it was. So thank you, uh, Hydropoint, for throwing an incredible uh, brew crew party. Probably the best one yet. Um, yeah, so that wraps it up, guys. I really look forward to um, updating you on the Vision AI sensor technology that Paul and I are 
working on. And I think just as a wrap up on that, what's interesting about reading water meters remotely is that there are lots and lots of different types of water meters. So there are some remote readers that you can clamp onto a, to a water meter and it will uh, read the, um, it'll read the meter head, generally using something called a hull sensor and report the data back. Or you could connect to an extra set of wires that are coming off the meter, or you could replace the meter head with a new wireless meter head. But to make a long story short, there are lots and lots of different types of meters. And so what we're finding is that one type of remote meter reader doesn't work for all meters. So you really kind of need a tool bag of lots of options. And I think that this, this Vision AI sensor will be a great solution because regardless of the meter, this would always work because it is just very similar to the human looking at the meter and writing down what the meter says, but we can get that remotely on an interval that can be set by us. We could tell it to, read the meter once a minute and tell us what it is, or read the meter once a day and tell us what it is. And the difference between those intervals will determine the battery life. And depending on what you're looking for, if you're trying to find, if you're trying to find a leak, you want, you, you probably want a, a shorter interval. You probably want to read it like every five minutes if you're trying to really find a leak, <laughs> but you definitely want to read it more than once a day if you're, if you're trying to find a leak. Uh, but just for validation and for recording total consumption, perhaps one a day is fine. So I just think this is going to be a really good tool to add to the tool bag of, of possible ways to read a water meter remotely. And you know, keep that in mind. If you have a client that, that wants to read a meter remotely because it's only now transmitting to the city, give me a shout. I can definitely help you put together a solution to remotely read water meters of any shape and size, and we can do it uh, very affordably and put together a water balance for your clients. And with that, we'll talk about water balances more in the future. That's an area that um, Paul Bassett has a lot of experience in. So I'll bring Paul back on the show. Perhaps we can talk about water balance. That's it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, appreciate seeing many of you here at the IA show. And uh, that's it. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week, same time, same place on The Sprinkler Nerd Show. Bye-bye. All right, let's hear it.